It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome. <laughs> 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 oh, let's try that again. Welcome <laughs> to. <laughs> Barely on topic. I'm sorry. I, you know what happened was I heard that sound and then I immediately thought about <laughs> super mega human that I want to make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you should know that this is how I am. How many times have I talked about like putting like Carlo on Chara's shoulders and having super mega defensemen? <laughs> <laughs> I think that should happen. <laughs> That's basically exactly what me on Andrew's shoulders would be. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we'd be taller in aggregate because he's taller than Z. Yes. See, it works. <laughs> okay. So that was a conversation that we had just before we were supposed to be starting this, I guess, last episode of the season, or I don't know what this is. It's preseason. Last year we called it. It's preseason. Uh, preseason. It's preseason season. <laughs> I have not had anything to drink. <laughs> Maybe you should work on that or something. Like, this is going well. <laughs> I missed you too. <laughs> um, uh, I'd be I'd be beside myself without you, VA. You know that. <laughs> I remember all those long talks that we had over the summer. Oh, that's right. We didn't. <laughs> okay, so it's been a summer, and. <laughs> We tried a different approach where we tried not talking to each other in this aspect, I guess. We did some charograms until it just seemed to me that people didn't want to hear charograms anymore. And that's fine. We'll release the other ones at some point. Aside from Jeff disagreeing on Deadpool 2 because he saw the wrong version. And... <laughs> Um, I did watch I did watch the super duper version and while it's fun to point out like oh that wasn't in the theatrical cut oh and they use different music here and what the hell was that it was like no it was not a good cut it, I could I could see why you wouldn't enjoy it well okay then so you have to see the regular cut the regular cut it's it's not Deadpool it's not as awesome as Deadpool, which seriously, when I'm like really down in the dumps, I like to put that on because the Zamboni scene, come on. Well, yeah, the Zamboni scene. Exactly. Oh. I'm going to kill you with a fucking Zamboni. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just love how he plays up how Canadian he is. We're, we're here to actually talk about hockey and to wrap up a few things. Wow. This has been like if you're a listener and if any of this stays the way that it's been going <laughs> this has been a wild ride for like the last five minutes i have been all over the place i've not slept very well the last couple of days i apologize it is definitely the preseason for us too yeah it is <laughs> the preseason season 
I was gonna say, VA though, you're not, you're showing up to camp out of, out out of game shape here. If, if we were a, if we were a Tampa Bay podcast, they'd have to cut you. Did you <sighs> miss that? No, no. What's this? Oh, oh, oh. So, so, so Tampa um put Jake Dutchin of very dirty actual player um fame on uh, unconditional waivers uh Friday, I think, for showing up to camp out of kid uh, with poor conditioning, and he cleared waivers today. Oh so my they're God. terminating his contract. I saw that he was put on waivers, but I didn't investigate why, because I was like, eh, uh, is this worth my time? And I decided it wasn't. Anyway, the, yeah, the, the, the Players Association is going to go absolutely to fucking war on this one, because if they let that fly, it's going to be bad <laughs> for the players. Because that's never happened before in the NHL, right? No one's ever been cut for conditioning. Right. But you know what has happened in the NHL? Plenty of people have mysteriously been unable to play, have been injured when they're not injured, or I don't know. We got another one of those, uh, oh, this person can't possibly play for his current contract at $3.5 million per year. And next year it would go down to $1 million. He's he, done. He, he can't owed, play again. He has owed money that his cap hit each of the remaining years. Total. Over the last three years of his contract, he is uh, this individual is owned owed a million dollars less than his cap hit per year. Oh my god! Even e- even when it was signed, when he was you know twenty seven or whatever, he was never playing this season. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It, yeah. So for those not in the know, uh, Henrik Zetterberg of the well, formerly of the Red Wings, who knows where his contract's going to actually end up? He uh, can no uh, longer play. Uh, what? Ottawa. Man, we'll get to that too. Yes, yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Wild ride this first ten minutes. <laughs> okay, yes, I, I am not in podcast form yet. It's true. Why? Because we took the summer off. We did. <laughs> we we took the summer off. Um, because we wanted to try something different and we tried something different and that was fun too. And Jeff didn't want to talk to us. <laughs> Jeff doesn't have Instagram. <laughs> you don't have to have Instagram. Tim doesn't either. Yeah. Tim, Tim and I learned new things about Instagram. Things that I will never use ever again. But right. I fucking learned it. Yeah. We learned about pictures that were behind other pictures. And pictures that were behind videos. Yeah, it was just crazy. Like, I didn't know this shit either. Now, I've actually done a couple of posts where I've put multiple pictures in it. They're all of my dog. But, you know, I've done it. It's like if you have a picture album, and behind a picture you put another picture in it, and boom, done. Yeah, it's a virtual picture album, you know? I, I Look, I, I gotta tease Jeff a little bit. Because Jeff didn't want to do the Zidane Chara thing. I thought it was a very interesting psychological experiment that Jeff chose not to participate in. <laughs> I got some common sense from, from time to time, you know? <laughs> and Jeff didn't listen to any of them. <laughs> uh, okay. Done picking on Jeff. So we'd have to wrap up one piece of business from our predictions from last year. I mean, last season. This season, whatever season it is, the 2017-2018 season, we have to finish 
up one piece of business. <laughs> God, that was a lot of fucking words. <sighs> I will have you. I will have you know that I did not get to sleep in my bed last night. You know why? Because I did not adhere to my dog's curfew. And she said, I'm going to sleep on mommy's side of the bed. And when I went to go up to move her aside, she was so soundly asleep that I felt genuinely awful about doing that. So I slept downstairs, which means I didn't really sleep very well. So, yep, I'm a mess today. It's good. But you know what? I feel better than I did last week when I, like, the headache from hell just creep up on me and kill me for the day. So I'm here. I'm not in, in podcast form. To be fair, that's I'm okay. not either. I, but, that, but again, that's okay. We don't, we, we, we don't podcast for the Tampa Bay lightning. So we're not going to get, thank God I'd be cut for being drunk right now. So <laughs> I, I literally like watched the bucks was drunk for the game. Took an hour and a half nap, woke up, and now here I am. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So the piece of business that is not on that page. I guess it's on this page. Ah, okay. Ready? I, I said that Adam McQuaid would end up in Edmonton by the end of the season. And I technically had till June 30th for that. I don't think we recorded after that. So So, uh, now needless to say, Adam McQuaid never did go to Edmonton. He was not traded there, but he was traded this week. And it's, it's a different league season. So it does not count, but he was traded this week to the New York Rangers. And you know he what? Was. You know what? I'm actually sad. I'm sad because I like McQuaid, the person. Uh, I think that there are times where his skill set was adequate. There are times I appreciate how he came into play last season after he was injured, you know, when he broke his leg or whatever it was. And then he came back and, and uh, he there was, was healthy some... scratch for ages before getting to play. Yeah. But. When he was needed, he came into play. You exactly. Know? Right. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. But I don't think you should take it for granted because there are plenty of people who think that they're way too good to be treated any certain way. I miss him, but I'm not going to miss the, the constant delay of game. I'm not going to miss watching him go headfirst into the end boards. Nope. Nope. I mean, I kind of will, but just it's 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 comical. He's, but, he's, he's been a Bruin for so fucking long, right? That's yes. That's the thing. Yes, and that makes me sad, too. I guess it's, I think we're down to, I think, five players then from the cup team then? Uh, let's is see. It, is it even that many? It's Chara, Bergeron, Krejci. Marshy. Marshy. Tuka. And Tuka. Tuka. Yeah. 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 I think you're allowed to be sad in that respect. I'm glad that he's going to go to a place where he's probably going to play. So that's good. And uh, we have a lot of people on defense that are going to be trying to find a spot. So I, I don't feel that bad in that respect. 
Well, that's it. He was he was not going to play, and that's not fair to him in a contract year, right? No, no, it's not fair. So I'm I'm glad that he's able to go on. I'm just sad because we no longer have Darth Quader. Yeah, I mean, he. I will miss him. He had he had some pretty good moments. I mean, he was on the cup team. He he famously beat the shit out of Rafi Torres. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. In oh. yeah that <laughs> in Arizona that was that was him sticking up for Ference, I believe on that and yep. I mean he and that's the kind of guy he was on the ice and it seems like a lot of the players. He was. That's how he was off the ice as well. When you like see the reaction of players and things like that, that he was, he was part of their family. I mean, he was on the team. I I think that seeing the reactions of especially the longtime players, you can see that it's just like they know it's a business, and they know that whatever time that you get to spend with people, like you know, if you get to to play with them for five, six, seven years, you shouldn't take that for granted. But I, I could see, like, uh, Chara was, you know, he, I think he was sad about it. Well, and McQuaid and, Bre- and and Marchand would have been, you know, rookies in Providence about the same time. Just, you know, two Maritimers in, in Rhode Island at this point. So I bet they were actually way closer than usually came through. At least I would think so. Oh, Marshy. Oh, yeah. Like, I watched the Marshy and I was like, somebody go hug Marshy. Just hold him. Well, because the two of them have been the two of them have been teammates since you know, again since their first year in the AHL. So like we're talking would have been like 2008 for them or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I what I think is really amazing is this: is that they're able to feel this. You know, they're able to express this, and then you know they're going to all have to move on quickly and start up the season. Uh, that's just how it is. So it's like it's good to be able to kind of grieve it and then move on. And he's not far away. They'll still see him three times a year. And, well, you know, and he's got friends there. He's got Bolesky and Spooner. I, I, right? Mm-hmm. At least I hope they're friends. I mean, yeah, that's true. I kind of didn't think of it that way, too. Yeah. Anyway, it's not like he got sent to, you know, Arizona or, like, Ottawa, which is, like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that team now. No, but, no, uh, no. Why don't we talk about Ottawa? <laughs> so the Ottawa Senators finally traded Eric Carlson. <laughs> Yay! Sharks, which actually, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that Sharks team now. That's fun. You know what I like about this trade? He's not in the East. He's in the oh, West. God, yeah, he's not in Tampa. He's not in Tampa. But I think it's important to note that uh, this is only a respite until he signs long term with the Sharks. If that happens, it's only a respite because we're still going to have to worry about the Tampa thing. Yes. Yeah, especially since, like, there's stipulations on the deal with, like, draft picks where, like, if he gets traded to an Eastern Conference team, like, mid-season, then, like, Ottawa gets an extra first-round pick or something like that. Well, not an extra, right? Because if he gets traded to an Eastern Conference team this this year... Then obviously they're not going to realize their other condition. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. So basically, if that happens, it's probably it's a, it could be twenty one or twenty two. It'll probably be twenty one, just because that's when they would also be that that's the uh, pick that would be in play if they win win the cup and resign him. I don't know. There's some complicated conditions in there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So 
let's break down what uh, Ottawa got. <laughs> so they Bad got books. a th- a four point a three and a three point five C in Chris Tierney, yeah. Dylan DeMello, whose name sounds like he's some sort of candy bar. It's a defenseman, apparently, right-handed. Okay. Prospect Josh Norris, who's a projects as a three C. Apparently, he's Bra- apparently he's Brady Kachuk's best friend, though, which is important because, like, you know, I mean, actually, it kind of is given the the their uh, their locker room situation in Ottawa of late. But anyway, that Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, he just signed in Ottawa, right? Yes. Um, they also got uh, the inspiration for us defining deciding that that um. Uh, that Latvians are plural, uh, Rudolph's Balsers. <laughs> it was very specifically him that made me made me speculate on that. <laughs> and then a, and then a bunch of picks. A second in 2019, and a first in either 2019 or 2020, depending on the, the existing conditions on the 2019 pick with from the Evander Kane trade go off. Oh my god, Evander Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... so, so because the because um, San Jose re-signed Evander Kane, that second it was supposed to be a 2019 second turned into a 2020 first, 20, 2019 first, if the Sharks make the playoffs this year. Oh my! So, which means that um, in which uh, hypothetically speaking, if the Sharks don't make the playoffs, which they have, they have Eric Carlson now. They're making the fucking playoffs, and they're in the Pacific. It's bad division. So, which in that case, it means it'll be Buffalo will get. San Jose's 2019 first, and Ottawa will get their 2020 first. Now, the last condition was a 2021 second round pick. I can't. That I think there was a condition for it to be the second round pick, and then an additional condition would bump it to a 2021 first. I don't know. This is where things get confusing. Yeah, it's there's there's so many conditions on every single pick that it's like dude breathes anyway, wrong and it turns into a first round pick. Anyway, Bruins fans, basically they got um, Eric Carlson. Now, I'm not doing this to say that we should have made a bid, but they basically got Carlson for the equivalent, for the context of us, of us Bruins fans, um, of Sean Corrali, uh, Kevin Miller, Trent Frederick, Peter Solarik, and a couple of picks. Just to give context, just to give some context about what that trade actually is. I do have a couple funny anecdotes about this trade. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you, did you say anecdotes? Because that's a great word. <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. When I was reading off like the different things that was going back to Ottawa in the trade, uh, there were a couple... The first real, the first real uh, reports of it were in French. So, of course, I used my trusty twitter app to translate it for me oh okay because i was gonna say you used your vast extensive knowledge of the french language god no (laughs) one of the things it said that was going back when i when you translated it to ottawa was hope and i'm like no no hope it's ever going to ottawa (laughs) hope Ottawa is where hope goes to die. So that made me laugh. Nothing good's ever happening in Ottawa ever again. (laughs) No, never. Is Ottawa the black hole of hope? It it, it is. It's it's the hope sucker. And um, the other thing that I I kind of... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the hope sucker proxy. (laughs) Oh. Damn. But basically, the Rudek Redoubt Canal is the event horizon of suck. Um. <laughs> the other thing that I pointed out 
was they traded a Norris Trophy winner for a guy named Norris, so it evens out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's the joke I was looking for since the trade went down, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so, so now, meanwhile, you got to figure uh, Mark Stone and Matt Duchene have all of their shit packed, ready to go all the time now, right? Oh yeah. Oh no no no! Matt Duchene deserves to die in that suck. Now, I will give him some credit. He didn't specifically ask for Ottawa because he didn't have a no, he didn't have a no trade clause. He just wanted to go somewhere no. that would be competitive, and then they weren't. So it's hilarious. I don't wish harm on him because he's already experienced considerable harm because he he wasn't very specific with the hockey gods, and you have to learn that the hard way. Yeah, but but when you go to a place and then you decide like you you were in a place and you sucked on purpose and then you went to another place and then sucked on purpose. Like, you kind of deserve, like, getting shit from the hockey gods, don't you? Well, here's the other funny thing. Because Ottawa traded for Matt Duchesne, they're not going to be able to get the, f- the first overall pick anymore. Theoretically, that'll belong to Colorado. So... <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's got to be great news for Colorado fans. They'll have... They'll turn Matt Duchesne, that, that perfectly cromulent center, into Jack Hughes, who's supposed to be, like, have a floor of of being of being Austin Matthews, like has his floor, not his ceiling. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, Colorado, that's pretty great for. That's pretty good for Colorado. Yeah, they end up being competitive, more competitive than Ottawa, and then they also end up with like a franchise-altering player. And all this makes Je- uh, Joe Sakic look like a genius, which he isn't. But he is not. No. <laughs> Leave it to Eugene Melnick. Because you know that that's the guy who drove this trade. Yeah. Well, that was just it. Clearly, we know now that 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 that, um, uh, that Brian Murray was the only thing keep, keep containing Melnick. Yep. Yep. So Melnick basically said, "I want to blow up the team, and I want to make Joe Sackick look smart." Pierre Dorian, make it so. <laughs> I, I I just imagine Pierre Dorian le- um, slinking through alarmingly empty um, uh, offices, considering everyone that's not Pierre Dorian apparently at this point is also Eugene Melnick. Just like slinking along hunchbacked like Igor. Yes, master. I will trade him for peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for Ottawa. I, I mean, I do and I don't because I hate Ottawa because they're like in the East and everything. But at the same time, like if the Bruins did the same thing with like Patrice Bergeron or someone like that, we'd all like be dead. So like, I feel bad in the sense that they just lost their franchise player for absolutely nothing. Uh, feel bad for the fans. Yes, for sure. Because they don't deserve to be treated like that. That's just, I have wrong. a lot of friends that are Ottawa fans and I, I make fun of them, but I do feel really bad because like, I've been open about this. Ottawa for a long time has been my mistress team until Boucher there, you know, just killed hockey because that's what he does. Because he just sucks all the joy out of hockey, right? <laughs> like, incidentally, this is what you get for, hi- for, for, for hiring Le Chief. You hire a Bond villain and you destroy your franchise. I wrote something last week that said that Eugene Melnick made um, Jeremy ja- Jacobs look like he was a, a caring owner. <laughs> other than just being generally greedy and malevolent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least Ottawa still has Bobby Ryan. 
<laughs> I mean, that's not for lack of trying, though, Tim. Though, Tim. <laughs> Remember, what, that was rumored to be one of the conditions of trading uh, Carlson. You have to take this contract, too. Think about how bad that is. You can't trade the best defenseman since Bobby Orr. Sorry, Ray. Sorry, Ray. We all know this is true. And you can't you can't move him because people are like, no, I'm not going to fucking take that other shitty contract. Think about how bad that Bobby Ryan contract is. Yeah. Because like, otherwise you find a way to make it fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just so much bad shit going down in, in Ottawa this summer. Just no. Oh God. Yeah. It's just, it's just so bad. It's just like, like this is this, it, uh, this is where, why it would be nice if we had relegation. And just, like, relegate them to, like, I don't know, the IHL, which no longer exists. See what I did there? Um. (laughs) You could move them. Move them out of Ottawa and bring the suck somewhere else. No, what they need need is they need a competent owner. That's what they need. The guy that gave gave Melnick their liver should, like, demand for it back now. Yeah. Like, what? Seriously, this is a, wait, wait, wait oh, a minute. What? What? What's oh, this? Oh, some years ago, Melnick was like had dying of like liver cancer or something, and uh, and a fan donated their liver to save Melnick's life. Think about how much shit that person's friend must get get from their get from their friends. Okay, that had to be a living tissue donor. Well, yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'm sorry. I, you know what? This has been a, a topic of conversation in my house lately. For some reason, not not that any of us need that. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll need liver transplant. Who knows? But anyway, we've been talking about this a lot in the house. I did not know that about Melnick. Wow. Yeah, so, so, so he harvests, literally harvests his fans' organs. And treats them like dirt. Exactly. Like, that guy should be, like, making a big stink going on TV. I want my fucking liver back. Thank you. Yeah, I would do that. Jesus. But, it, you know, so... <laughs> Repo <least>. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> The fans don't deserve this. The players, um, for the most part, don't deserve this kind of crap. They they need an owner who's actually going to care about the product, care about the fans, care about everything over making money. And we know that Melnick has complained in the past that he doesn't make any money on the team. And they need they need a GM that's going to be their own man. They need a coach who a pair, who who actually likes hockey. <laughs> the poor poor franchise. Ah, oh, I feel for you, Ottawa fans. I really do. Honestly, also, I saw something else I was reading on, on, was that on TSN yesterday or something like that. Basically, someone categorizing how this all feels the same again and again for Ottawa fans. When they traded Danny Heatley away, the first time they played him was on December 1st the following fall. When Danny Alfredson signed elsewhere, the first time they played him was December 1st the following fall. Uh-oh. Guess what day they, the first time they play San Jose. December 1st? They do. Time is a wheel. When it comes around, it runs you the fuck over if you're an Ottawa fan. <laughs> they, they're stuck in a bad Bill Murray movie. God damn. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't, I, will never, I will not stand here and listen to you badmouth during Groundhog Day 10. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. That's an awesome movie. That movie, that movie ruined um, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray's relationship forever. And it was kind of worth it. Don't badmouth that. The sacrifice is made. <laughs> Remember, in uh, like Harold Ramis was asked how many years, how many years he was stuck in that infinite loop. Yeah. And, and it was thousands, maybe a ten thousands, maybe more. I think I remember seeing some math from a website called Wolf Nards that actually calculated that it was needed to be something like 23,000 years. Yeah. 
Oh, let's not wish that on the Ottawa fans. That's not fair. But here's the thing: is they've been through this shit before. The previous, the, the previous owner, the first owner, um, uh, Rob Bryden, went to school with his daughter. Incidentally, a little weird, anyway. And he bankrupted, and in 2003, Melnick swooped in and saved the day before the Ottawa Senators were going to collapse under their own weight and have to get moved. Oh my God! <laughs> Melnick's a fucking Cylon. It makes sense. <laughs> All of this has happened before, and it will happen again. That was like the main theme. Of the, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Time it's is in the fracking ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Now I'm lost. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is Eugene Melnick Drunky McOneye? <laughs> I mean, Colonel Ty? <laughs> well, he did need a liver transplant. Oh my god! No, oh my god! Have you seen the beak on him? That's the that's the nose of a man who drinks too. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! It's in the fracking ship! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. So Eugene Melnick is a Cylon. The poor Ottawa Senators franchise and fans don't even have livers to process the alcohol they need to drink to get through this because Eugene Melnick harvested them all. Well, I was yes. just going to say. All of this has happened before, and it will happen again, or it shall happen yeah, again. Yeah, Ottawa, don't trust the guy that finally buys it from Melnick. Don't trust him at all. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. This is just so tragic. Then, you know, they're going to be looking for a new Earth. They're not going to resolve the Opera House plotline, and then it's going to be a really boring two-hour series finale. Well, see, there's thing because it's the senators. At the end, it'll just be like, well, you know, the real Cylons were the friends we made along the way. Because it makes sense. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of shitty ending. <laughs> <laughs> I would have that in a shirt now. The real Cylons are the friends you made along the way. I gotta write this down. <laughs> gonna make you one too (laughs) 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 I am so sorry for people who don't dig (laughs) sci-fi and who who are listening to this going, what the fuck is going on? I feel your pain, listeners. I feel your pain. (laughs) Poor Tim. (laughs) He has to deal with our sci-fi nonsense. (laughs) Oh, oh no. Where where are you typing? What is this? (laughs) No, I'm just tweeting that quote right now. I can't let it sit. I really hope that Glenn sees it. (laughs) Okay, so why don't we talk about, since we're going around the Atlantic, the Northeast and stuff, why don't we talk about Tampa Bay? What the fuck is going on in Tampa? Well, Steve Eiserman decided that he wanted to step down and only be like an advisor or something because he wanted to spend more time with his family. Apparently, he's got at least one or two kids in college and. He's wants to be up here in the Northeast. Well, probably Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Yeah. And, well, 
this looks like it could be, there could be something in motion for, I don't know, maybe the end of this season? Well, yeah, he's got one more year on his contract, so he's stuck until the end of the year. Okay. At that point, he'll be free of, of Tampa Bay, so presumably he'll no longer be a senior advisor. Now, Holland has one more year in uh, on his contract Detroit. In, in Detroit. However, the betting man's uh, wager here would be to would be that uh, Holland gets promoted, like Holmgren style, that's to say, disappeared up the stairs. And Iserman strolls in and, you know, reaps the benefit of what meager work that Holland has done to rebuild this te- rebuild the shitty team and then becomes the savior because he is Steve Iserman until the team comes to hate him because you do not hire your own team's fucking heroes to be your front office because you will come to hate them eventually. Cam Neely. Yep. Uh, Cam, uh, 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 um, uh, Patrick Waugh. Um. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or there was that stretch where Geek Carboneau was that coach of the Habs. That didn't go well either. He had the right-sounding last name and the right-sounding first name. He also couldn't read. It's not a, that's not a joke. Geek Carboneau was actually illiterate, yeah, despite playing in the 90s, which was something else, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah, illiteracy, people, you know what? People can get by. They, they really can. Uh, you don't really hear much about that kind of stuff anymore, though. But uh, anyway, oh yeah, Marty Brodeur is back with the Devils in some capacity. In, in, in a, a business capacity, apparently? Yeah, yes. I don't know, it was weird. And, oh, and Les Habitants, they traded, they traded patches. Oh, that's right! And that was really bad return. Was it Nick Suzuki uh, a second and Thomas Tatar? Are any of those people kids that, that um, Claude is not going to play at center? Um, that's what exactly what that's exactly what Nick Suzuki is. They're all going to play center at once. <laughs> no, not in Claude's system. Yeah, they're all not going to play center at once. <laughs> it appears Claude Julian has iced three wingers on a line and isn't even having someone take the face off. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how this works for him. <laughs> oh my god oh my god I'm just trying to think of all the endless possibilities for people not taking face offs maybe I got an idea why don't you ice Carrie Price at center <laughs> <laughs> it appears no Habs are taking the face off looks like Patrice Bergeron whoop, wins the face off cleanly unopposed <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, the worst is who's going to manage to get themselves tossed an unopposed face-off? <laughs> I think Patrice might be too polite to take it if nobody's going to try to take it from him, right? It's like, Brad, like, no, it's, like, you... it's like, Brad, can you field this, please? Thank you. <laughs> Brad, this is more your territory. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to Shea Weber's Adeno Chara face-off. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> well, it's not happening until January, right? <laughs> Remember, he had, like, they went in to do, like, arthroscopic surgery, discovered his knee was, like, so thoroughly fucked, they had to actually, like, take it apart. Yeah, because, I was... Like, I was not at all surprised by this. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and it's just great, because just everything goes wrong for Habs fans. It's beautiful. 
Yeah, you know, I'm really fond of those um, Quebecois who are Bruins fans. I don't feel anything for you if you're a Habs fan. I'm sorry, I just don't. It's <laughs> like I, I have no sympathy. You guys, you guys worship a worship a team that smells like cheese. Um, so no, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, Patch, Patch, you already ended up in Vegas. It's a, it's a bummer for Vegas. How they, I mean, Patch is a good player, but like you know, <laughs> uh, I didn't actually spit on my floor. I just like play acted at it. Um, Honestly, I like him now just because Vegas. I mean, that contract, holy shit. Like, the contract they got him to sign to is, like, perfect. What was that, four years at $7 million a year? Like, like that's exactly the contract you want signing Patchy ready for. He's worth the money, but you don't want to give him more in a couple years because the guy's 29. And that's the like, thing I don't understand about the league is why are they signing, why are they like, let's sign this guy for eight years if we can, and if we and this other guy in free agency, let's sign him for seven. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, know why that came out that way I, because it's like, you know, it's like you've got to realize, like, yes, I know that you can trade that contract at any time or do something to it because there's always going to be somebody who wants to take on a, a, an empty contract at some point. Well, you know, something that counts against the cap and some salary dump thing. They'll, there are always people who want to do that, but I don't understand why they go, this guy just hit 26. Let's give him seven years. You know that every year after 30, he's going to suck even more, but then the way the contracts are, you're still going to have like this this salary cap hit that's going to be well maybe not unbearable at some point but it's still a hassle why not sign them for four years get your value from them and here's the thing about it they didn't have to overpay him to get him for four years like you usually think okay in order to sign someone for just a couple years they got to pump up the aav but like seven's like exactly what patchy already deserves it's almost like they uh, had a Vegas mob boss in negotiating. Well, I mean, they've been doing pretty good on that front this year, right? You know, I mean, that that that, uh, that six years at $5 million for Jonathan March or so is fucking dope, right? Oh, yeah. That's true. And, and they did pretty well on the three years, $6.5 million a year with Paul Stasny. It's a little old even for three years, but he's only 32, right? So that's that's fine. Like, they, they, they've done some good work. They've done some good work. Okay. We're going we're gonna to change tack here. This can be seamless transition. Ready? I'm sorry, just my sinus has just decided that they hate me. We're gonna actually talk about the Bruins. Who? I know there's another team in the Atlantic. Um, they're called the Boston Bruins. They play in Boston. Their colors are black and gold, and with a little white for accent work. Their logo is a B with spokes are coming out of it, basically. They've got some good players. They've got uh, this guy named Patrice Bergeron, uh, who's like like a really... Here he's super dreamy. Yeah, he is perfect. That's what I've heard. They've got this really insanely tall defenseman from Slovakia named Zdenochara. Slovakia? That's not a real country. Uh, oh, but it is. It really is. And he's like super interesting, and he might be like a genius, and all of that. And then they have an embattled goalie because you need to blame somebody for everything oh yeah here's someone i hear that goalie's named after my cat is that right I mean, am i getting that one right right Ish. right he is named after your cat after your cat like your cat was not named after him he was named after your cat because your cat is 35 years old yes tuka rask yeah so yeah so why don't we talk about that team for right now 
Uh, anybody got any news on them? Anybody know anything about them? Well, um, uh, so I watched uh, the second um, uh, preseason game today. Now, mind you, this was the 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 um, uh, the in Boston preseason game rather than the ones in China. So uh, didn't have a lot of actual, you know, players. Um, but it had it had at least one of those players I named, right? It had Chara. It had Chara, and it had um, uh, had David Krejci. Uh, it's this fine young uh, Czech gentleman, I believe. Uh, Danton Heinen, the man of two last names. And uh, Anders Bjork. And I think that's the extent of the NHLers that the team iced. Beyond uh, that, a bunch of kids, but not ones, mo- not ones with a serious chance of making the team. A couple PTOs played today. I think Mark Thain and Daniel Winnick. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they won in, uh, in the shootout against the Caps. They beat it. Won against the Caps. Well, by the way, Braden Holpe did not play. No, but it was his birthday. Oh, I missed that part. Uh, yeah, he's 29. See, it was the on the NHL network. It was the the Washington crew doing the game because that's an, that's an underrated bad broadcast team, isn't it? Holy shit, right? <laughs> all they talked about was Zidane Chara when they talked about the Bruins. There, like there were no other players on the ice. I swear to God, and they kept focusing. The camera kept focusing on him. Now we know that Nesson doesn't really get to do many, if any preseason games for whatever Turns out reason. people outside of our market don't like listening to Jack and Brick. Weird. <laughs> I don't get it. Honestly, I don't. After having listened to the to that Washington crew, I really don't get it. No. No, they were really fucking boring, honestly. Uh, at least Jack figures he wants to try to entertain, entertain you, even if you don't like that particular brand of entertainment. Oh, did you know that Wish follows Jack Edwards on Twitter? I mean, how could he not? Well, I'm just saying, I didn't know that. I found that out this summer. They won today, as you said. Two to one shootout. Uh, basically, our kids with a couple of veteran players beat their kids with Brett Connolly. Yep. Uh, Brett Connolly scored a goal against Boston. You know, not something he didn't do much when he was with Boston. Jacob Lauko. Uh, Jacob Lauko. Yep. That kid is fun. That kid is fucking fast. He scored a goal, single effort. As in, you know... Rush, as in rushed to the net, took a shot, it got bly, it got saved, and he, and, he, and he stuffed in his own rebound. The kid's skilled. The, you know, they're kids. They're everybody's trying their best. They want to make the team, and we know that not everybody will, and and that's fine. Now the China, the first game in Shenzhen, which I did not get to stay up for because um, I tried. I just was exhausted. The smart person might have taken a nap before, but. I was going to see Chem Lab. Uh, I didn't see it, uh, but the Flames lost to the Bruins. Was it a shootout or was it just overtime? Yeah, it was also a shootout. Wow! Shootout, yeah, we are shootout kings. Yeah, can't wait for more of those this season. Hey, remember when we used to dread it? Now we only partially dread, dread it. Dread it? I dread it. I hate the shootout so much. Yeah, but you know what? On your birthday game last year, the Bruins won. They did. In a shootout. And it was, uh, yeah. Against Line. Fucking yeah. Line. And Wheeler. And other people on that team that I can't remember. Speaking of Wheeler, just just quick break, quick detour. That contract is bad. Done. Oh, oh Okay. <laughs> All right, sure. I don't know what it is. I mean, I understand what a contract it's is. It's a long one at like $8.5 million, and Wheeler's already over 30. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I believe that's right anyway. Hang on. Just let me... He is 32. It is five years at eight and a quarter. Oh, God. Okay, well, 
Good for you, Winnipeg. You just keep Winnipegging. (laughs) (laughs) They're Winnipegging themselves. Oh, my God. (laughs) We should have a t-shirt subscription club with all of our fancy taglines, like (laughs) Winnipegging. (laughs) (laughs) And I... um, And, the real uh, Cylons <laughs> are the friends you made along the way, <laughs> and we should just have TTDW <laughs> time traveling dick wizard. Anyway, or just have the time traveling dick wizard, and it should be like a character of Yarmir Yager and like I don't know wizard cap and hockey stick shaped wand. Oh my god, that would be so awesome! But then that would be his dick. Okay, so anyway, going on. So the Bruins, they've won their, their two preseason games. We have lots of things to talk about, I presumably. One of the things about today, Zane McIntyre, if you noticed, his, his helmet is white. Yeah. We're, we're going to be on the official Zane Watch. I wish we had some flashy sound there. Zane Watch. There we go. We're going to be on an official Zane watch because he has to to go on waivers to be able to go to the Providence team, the AHL, the Bruins, the Providence Bruins. He needs to to clear waivers to to make it there. It's the same situation that Malcolm Subban had last season. And we know that, well, we know what happened there. So I'm wondering how soon they're going to make that call. I think he clears. It doesn't matter when they wave him. Unlike Subban, so so like Subban, he doesn't have great numbers in the AHL, really, right? Like he's have a good, he has a good season, he has several bad seasons. You get the idea. I think Subban similarly had like part of one good season and a bunch of not great seasons. Subban had pedigree though. Yep. Zane does not. Nope. I'm quite confident that Zane clears. And if not, you know what? Good for you, Zane. That's great. Okay, Tim. That's not fair. Zane may have pedigree. We don't know what he feeds his dog. <laughs> oh. 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 I thought Damn. you were going to say, we don't know who his daddy is. <laughs> <laughs> sure we do. His, daddy's, his daddy had the last name Gothberg, which is like, I understand he had deep personal reasons, but how do you walk away from a last name like Gothberg? I would just, like, I'm going to change my last name to Gothberg right now. <laughs> and, like, I'm sure he had very, uh, he, you know, said it was a tribute to his grandmother. I'm sure there's other big things in there, probably something not so nice involving his father, most in all likelihood. But how do you walk away from that last name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, you know, it's like Zane's got the Z thing going on, which I love. Just, I'm a big fan of Z's. And my last name starts with a Z. But I would change it if I could have Gothberg as a last name. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do right now. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, so, but but wait a minute. We don't know if his daddy is really the time-traveling dick wizard. You're right, we don't. See? We don't. See? That's all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tie it all together. I'm like connecting all of the the threads here. Grand unifying theory of the awful, awful verbal shit posting that is this podcast. I love it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, so anyway, we're on Zane watch. We're going to find out what's going to happen. Hopefully Tim is not going to be sad. 
whatever happens. I mean, I won't be as sad as Svetty, and I'm all in on Jeremy Swayman from Maine because he's a Maine Black Bear great. And that's so Zane is kind of like, you know, fallen by the wayside a little bit with uh, the Swayman being great at Maine. Well, and also Vladesh and Kaiser both look like they have are looking rosier than um, uh, McIntyre is at this point, and he's 26. You mean Dan Vladar. <sighs> right. Yes, because on on a video segment that he did for NHL Bruins on Twitter, he was calling himself Dan Vladar. And I want him to put the dash back. Dan Vladash. It was Vladash once I got used to the ridiculousness of Vladar being pronounced Vladash. It's a great last name again, and he's just gonna he's just gonna anglicize that, huh? I don't want that. I know. Put the dash back in the dash. Well, that would have gotten some fantastic spellings on Twitter. People trying to spell Vladash. <laughs> when they're pissed off, they can't even get Tuka Rask right. Fucking Vladash. Yeah, right. Good luck. Who, who, somebody wrote something about, like, well, yeah, maybe we should trade Tuka. Because that guy sucks and it's Tuka, T-U-K-K-A, or T-U-T-U-U-K-A, whatever misspelling that it was. It was just like, yeah, well, that guy sucks. <laughs> what other Bruins topics do we have? Well, there's, there's, some, there's, there's some roster competitions going on, right? Yes. And so, I'm- obviously, the big discussion has been 3C. Yeah, because we don't have Riley Nash anymore. We don't. We could have kept him for that money, too. But oh, anyway, my that's... God. That's the thing that, I, that I've been burning on all summer. Yes. Especially with McQuaid gone now. But anyway. Anyway. So with 3C, they're going young. We're, we're, we're looking at a competition, at least in camp here, between uh, between uh, Jacob, between Jakob Forsbacher Carlson, uh, Trent Frederick, and uh, Jack Studnicka. Um, I think we can all agree that Frederick isn't actually a contender. Everyone's just being polite by including him. I like um, Trent, thank you very much. Oh, I do. I do. I do like Trent. But like right now, he is not even kind of ready. <laughs> I don't really think Studnika is either, but Studnika appears to have the fire. and He is the hot name right now, right? He's got swagger, but he's got to back it up. Well, exactly right. I, I, I mean, it, we, we knew going in this, this roster spot's JFK's to lose. He had a he had a good first preseason game. He had two assists in the game against Calgary on Saturday and Friday night, I guess technically. But yeah. Ooh, so do we get to make predictions on who we think it's going to be? I think we do. Bum 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 predictions. All right, this is our first prediction, but we're not doing other predictions today, so don't get excited. Who's going to be three C? Um, so, Ooh. opening night 3C is going to be Jack Studnicka. Oh, you think so? But. Okay, I, I'm not doing opening night and whatever. You, you're going to... Well, no, no, this is... It's a two-part... I, I, I'm, I'm with him. I had a two-part answer, too. I don't. For that. I don't. Well, then you, you don't need to. You can say the person who makes it open night stays through. You can do that, too. Yeah, I said that with Brandon Carlo a couple years ago. Well, there you go. You can say it and possibly be right, because you've been right before on that front. But it's not anyway, going to be Brandon Carlo because he's not a center. Anyway, no, it's not. Um, but uh, oh. anyway, so Jack Stenica makes it opening night. 
He gets his nine games, not necessarily the first nine, at which point he goes back to Oshawa. And then the third line is henceforth named Camelot because JFK is the center. Okay. Similarly, I was going to say that um, that Studnicka starts out as 3C and then gets his nine games. But since he went JFK and I want to be different, I'm going to say Trent Frederick is the 3C after that because fuck yeah, Trent Frederick. Bold. I dig it. I'm going for one 3C. Yeah, yeah, Stunica, he's got the swagger. Frederick, I know nothing about him. Literally nothing about him. And uh, I'm just going to go JFK all the way. Okay. All the way. He's going to start. He's going to be it. There you go. Bleh. Okay. Okay. All right. We can talk more about this at another time. Once we've yeah. got some more, some more sample size, we're actually able to watch the game that any of the kids are in, since so they won't be in China eventually. Anyway, um, the other competition, of course, is what they're going to do with the wings. Because essentially we have uh, two le- well, three right wing and one left wing spot being fought over between um, uh, Heinen, Donato, Bjork, Bacchus, and Achari. Oh, Basically, I'm counting. I'm counting all. I'm, I'm considering all right wing spots except Pasternak's technically up for grabs. Correct. Well, okay. My answer is to put Achari in each of and every one of them. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that is not how you win a game. It would be fun because Achari's fun to watch, but we would not win that game. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I just want him on the fourth line wing. That's all. That's all I ask for. The, the, the catch there, and this is where I wonder what might happen, is. What if all three of the other youngsters outplay David Backus? They're not going to scratch Backus, which means that Backus becomes probably four right wing. You don't want an itchy Backus. I... (laughs) Scratch Backus, I had to. I had to. You said it. They're not going to scratch Backus. You scratch my Bacchus, I scratch yours. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Tim. (laughs) It's it's tricky. Like David Bacchus, like, and I is a is potentially fast turning into a legitimate problem. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Even I'm getting to the point where I'm like, just fucking trade him. I'm just tired of talking about it. Yeah. I, I like him. I like what he brings to the table. He's fucking trying. Apparently he lost even more weight this summer, too, trying to speed up more. Don't lose any um, more of your colon! <laughs> no, that's the weight you don't want to lose. They don't need you I, out there I, with a cool stop. Lost me back. And Jeez, actually, if you, if you saw some of the pictures with the when they were leaving for China, he's like, he looks fucking gaunt, actually. Like, I think he might have overdone it. We'll, well see how that goes. Well, I mean, <laughs> he looked like that when he came back from the surgery, too. Well, he's, he does that. I mean, it's a healthy. He's not gray like he was when he came back from the surgery, but he's, he's uh, there's a lot less David Backus than we've come used to. We've been used to. I and that was after he And that was after he lost weight last summer, and then again, after having a large portion of his ass removed, yeah. Okay, the colon is not part of the ass. I know, that's not the point. <laughs> I know, but now we're getting into, like, medical stuff, and I've turned on the seriousness. Mm-hmm. I assure you, my girlfriend would, like, not let me hear the end of making that, of saying that, but yeah. I, anyway. I can't wait to have long conversations with your girlfriend about medical shit. Like, medical stuff, not medical shit, because I don't really want to, you know, you know what I mean. 
Okay. I mean, it plays into the Bacchus colon thing. So. Oh my god. I'm going to talk to her at length about that. Um, <laughs> anyway. I love the, like, big buddy, little buddy, or big brother, little brother thing that's going on with Bacchus and Carlo and how, like, Bacchus is always, like, playing around with him and joking with him and all this stuff and looking creepy in pictures in the background of uh, Carlo's. <laughs> I just love it. I would miss that. Speaking of buddy pictures, pictures going around the internet today of, of Brad and, uh, and Pasta at the Great Wall of China. Just wonderful. Also, how sure... about Brad, like, hiking the Great Wall of China with, like, flip-flops on, but... While also carrying Pasternak around. But if you notice, he was gingerly going down the steps. Because he doesn't want to get hurt, so that's smart. You know what? I really hope that Brad has, like, a fucking amazing year. I hope that he just doesn't have anything that anybody can complain about or mock him for. And that he takes all of those people who hate on him and just, like, smiles at them and just... Gives, just eats it up. Just oh, wouldn't it be just amazing if Brad just like I decide? It's like I I, I become Brad, destroyer of worlds. Boom, fifty five goals. Wins the wins the rocket. Wins the heart. Wins the selkie. Yep. Hands I, the selkie to Brad's like this is really his. I just you know I hands it to Patrice. Like this was this is Patrice's. I don't know why you guys gave it to me. Anyway, yeah, like you should really <laughs> name this award after my buddy Patrice. <laughs> But meanwhile, like, think about how much of the hockey world would just, like, die if, if, if that happened. Wouldn't it be wonderful? And better yet, he somehow behaves himself so well he gets, he almost, almost, but doesn't quite get Lady Bing discussion. Brad <laughs> <laughs> Martian, Lady Bing. Uh, I remind you there was idiots that discussed Lady Bing candidacy for Matt Cook sometime, some years ago, so. Oh, my God. It's not impossible. Oh my god, no. Yep, yep. That's an abomination. Anyway, yes, they are... Fred and Pasta, they are very, very cute. It's nice. Anyway, so back to those wingers. What do we think happens, guys? I, I, I well, honestly don't know. I honestly I, don't know. I, I, was, I saw Ty Anderson say something that he thinks that Donato should be the favorite going into camp with for the top line right wing there. But what I really think should happen is I want – well, what I want to happen is I want to move Pasta down to the second line. You have the Brusque, you have Krejci, you have Pasta. And up top you have Marshan, Bergy, and Bjork. The old 110% line. Okay, so, so how are you handling the Donato-Heinen problem then? The Donato-Heinen-Bacchus problem? Throw them all on the third line. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Just do it. Throw them all there. So, so, so you're you're calling for none of the none of the young C's making the team now, then? Yep. I don't and know. You're moving, and you're moving back is back to center, which, like, to be fair, I never thought he was that effective as a center at this stage in a career. He definitely isn't. I just, um, I, I sadly, I've loved Bacchus. I just want him gone. It would fix my like scenario so much. Well, just, you know, there's, that's just it. Then you put Bjork on the uh, on three right wing. You keep Achari in the lineup, and everything's and and, uh, and Nordstrom's probably your thir- your thirteenth forward, and everything works out clean, right? Oh my god, but, I forgot about Nordstrom. Yeah, Nordstrom and Wagner. Honestly, signing both of them is not a move I would have done, just because now there's a numbers game problem. 
Yeah, I just, you know what, I'm tired of let's sign local boy and bring him back home. And Nordstrom, I, I don't, I just don't understand the signing either. It, yeah. I, is it the, I had to sign somebody on free agency day to, to check off a box for my boss? I mean, the alternatives he may have been looking, I can see signing one or the other based on the grounds as like, you need a 13 forward, you don't want it to be a prospect. Right. Sign a body, right? But why sign two? Because I, uh, anyway, so like I'm not worried about that. One or one of them will be the guy, and it will, will, will be the uh, the healthy scratch. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what happens um, if York outplays Bacchus. It, this team's got an issue. What do you think you would have to throw in if you're going to try to trade Bacchus to somebody? You're gonna have to trade some. You're gonna have to throw another another player in the deal or there are, are there are some other factors just let me quickly bring this up because there was oh crap that's not what i wanted to do doesn't yeah he has a partial no movement i think i was gonna go more of on on, on money grounds because this oh. is this is relevant three more years at six million aav but his cash value is six million this year but four million each of the next two okay so Find yourself a team that needs cap hit without cash. Find yourself a team that has another oh, $13 million in top-line players that they're going to trade sometime this season. Oh, no. Oh, we're, yeah. oh no. Oh, we're sending no. it to Ottawa. No. Don't I don't want to send that. him to Ottawa, but they're a team that's going to want exactly Bacchus. I know. I mean, I mean, they're going to pick up the abstract concept of Henrik Zetterberg first, yes. But still, they need, they're going to need things like that to make the floor. Oh. I don't wish that on ba- I don't wish that on Bacchus. I don't, but like you gotta send him somewhere and Ottawa kinda fits the bill. Oh can't we just say that Bacchus has an injury for the whole season? And you still have him for two more years. So can't he go to Robida Island? I hear it's nice there this time of year. <laughs> Ottawa Bacchus. Oh my oh, god. Oh, that's so mean. How could you. You are a mean person, Jeff. Fuck. <laughs> 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 the sad thing is, he's not wrong. It, like, it makes too much sense. But ultimately, it, but ultimately, it has to basically be like Bacchus and a first in exchange for a second to make that happen, I think. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, because they're not going to want to pay more people. <laughs> why, why, why would i even think that or like or like bacchus solaric and a second for a third or something like that that's the sort of thing you're looking at here probably <laughs> okay well, i was just trying to solve the david bacchus problem and i don't i don't like that solution i understand it i don't like it i i don't i don't know what i you know what i honestly just I don't have all the information I need to figure all of this out right now. Maybe yep. Bacchus plays is a $6 million fourth line player. Oh, God. Can you imagine? That's all you're going to hear all season long. All, we're paying a guy $6 million to be in the fourth line. Meanwhile, the reason for it isn't because he's that bad. It's the other players. Are Remember when better. they complained when Chris Kelly was being paid what? What was he being paid? Three million a year to be on the third line. It was. It yeah. was you know, people, people weren't we, we can out about Kelly three million on the third line. It was the uh, 
uh, Erickson 4.5 to play in the third line with Soderberg. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I thought they complained about Kelly, too. Well, I mean, they complained about Kelly, but not specifically because he was playing the third line. Just because, because he's playing. Just because he shouldn't have been making $3 million. Oh, Okay, well, there, there you go. Sorry, I just got it all mixed up. Memory is more fluid than you think it is. Wow, that's just a real bummer. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's just like, it's, a, it's a complicating factor, right? And then people constantly periodically say, it's like, don't for don't sleep on Solarix. Like, where the fuck are we gonna put him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Put oh. Solarix in Bacchus's jersey, and then. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work, Tim. But we could try. I think I mean... Bacchus is fairly large. It's, it's somewhat larger than Peter Solarix. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure like Bacchus is like six four ish, maybe. Like Solarik's a big dude. He's not a small. He's not a small player, but he's slight, right? Bacchus is like a. He's six three, and he's got like pretty wide shoulders, so he looks even bigger than he probably is. Yeah, where where where's where Solarik's like lanky and shit? So just lost a lot of weight and shoulder width. That happens, <laughs> boy. Look at those legs on Bacchus. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to uh, play a game with you guys. Oh. Called Who Said That? I did. Okay. You won. Okay, forget <laughs> it. No, so I'm going to read you some quotes. And I want you to tell me who you think said this. They're players. They're all players, I think. They're all players. They're all players. All right. Okay. Number one. My mindset is I want to be the guy that wins that job. I want to make the decision hard for management there to send me back. Oh, it's got to be Studnicka. What do you think, Tim? Bjork. It was Studnicka. On winning oh. the three C yeah, position. Send me, ba- send me back implies not AHL. That's why, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's okay. This is supposed to be fun. It's probably going to be terrible. Okay, Ready? When we did rely on each other and played the game the right way, we found success. If we play a game the full 60 minutes like that, we'll find a lot more success. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm going to have to narrow it down for you. Um, it was after the games in Buffalo. The Prospects, okay. prospects Challenge games in Buffalo. So pick a young guy. Donato. What do you say? Yeah. Um, maybe JFK. It was Donato. Wow. So if you yes. were a game, you guys are tied 1 1. Okay. But it's not really a game. It's just fun. But I'm totally scoring you. Okay. I learned a little bit about Chicago Pizza, that they're famous for their deep dish, but I actually got a, a hint. Thin crust pizza is the way to go. Oh, I remember Bladash played in Chicago with the with, with the with, with the with the USHL. So is it Bladash? Um, I I thought it was a current player, like a like a like someone that's played on the Bruins roster already. M- McAvoy. It is McAvoy. Yes. Oh. He was in Chicago doing the Winter Classic press tour. With Bergie? Uh, 
Right, and that, it was, I forgot about that. It was kind of a joke because, like, he <laughs> he doesn't know what to say about anything. He's also a New Yorker. Of course he likes Thin Crust. Uh, yeah, right. So a deep deep dish is a casserole. It's an abomination. It's a weird <laughs> lasagna, yeah. It's yeah, not... it's, it's not pizza. Not not the right kind. I got no beef with it, but it's not pizza. How about that? There you go. That's a perfectly mm-hmm. fine way to look That's at it. That's how I feel. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so ready? This one's a little bit lengthy. That's what she said. for this trip to china it's probably going to be snacks i don't know how my stomach is going to handle the foreign food i have a weak stomach already so definitely a big snack guy on this trip so it's somebody going to china pasta what do you say jeff grizz it's my boy oh brenda carlo Now we know that he can't eat anything because he has a sensitive stomach. <laughs> Poor guy. I wanted, I, I almost went backish just because of the sensitive stomach thing, but then I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, the game is young. The game is young players, right, Tim? So that's true. Well, but you know what? Backus did go to, uh, to China, and it's his little buddy. Okay, uh, here's another one. This is an op- optional one for that one, right? Because neither one of you scored points, and I'm totally not keeping, but I really am. Obviously, toothbrush, toothpaste. That's, yeah. Pasta. What do you say, Jeff? This is Borrow. No, it was Krejci, who also didn't end up going because he had an immigration problem. Oh, he really, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do need just, two he's just, ins- he's just, you know, inspiring. He's taking after the guy that idolizes him. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so basically, um, uh, Krejci couldn't go because of an immigration problem. When the players got to, players of both teams got to China, their equipment was held in customs for a day, so they couldn't practice so everything was just great and dandy. <laughs> I just pit now after that quote. I just now picture like as everyone's like getting on the bus to go to the airport that David Crutchy is handing everyone toothbrush, a toothbrush and toothpaste just so they all have it. Here you go. <laughs> Thanks. Come again. <laughs> okay, this is the final one. You're gonna get this one. You're both gonna get this one. Ready? I have not missed you at all. Oh, I did see that one. That's that. that. I didn't see that one. Uh, shoot, Tuka. Is that pasta? It is pasta. Damn it! It's David Pasternak on Return to Warrior with a big grin on his face. <laughs> oh, pasta! He said Pasternak that... always has a big grin on his face, though. He's a he is a golden retriever puppy. Well, he he said that to the press. You get the idea that it's like there's there's a little bit of truth in this joke. <laughs> he had a fantastic summer, so he was all over the place. I don't blame him for not missing the, the media. All right. That was an experiment. We're never going to do that again. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. What was that? I mean, I enjoyed it. It was kind of trying to match the personality to the quote, so... 
Yep, I uh, I just was like combing through things. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And, like, no one's going to get this one. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So we're in preseason. We're in training camp. No one's been assigned anywhere. We have two different squads in two different continents. Joe Sacco is leading the stuff here. Bruce Cassidy is out in China. There's one more game that will be played in Beijing on uh, Wednesday night, I think it is. Uh, yes. Meanwhile, the team back home gets to play against the Capitals again. Sometime. On Tuesday. Yeah. So. And realistically speaking, the team that plays on Saturday against the Wings is probably going to look a lot more like the one that played the Capitals today than the one that's going to play the Flames on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. The team that's going to come back from China is going to have um, like a day or two off. Yeah, sure. we're not going to see the we're not going to see them any of them on ice until the twenty fourth against um, uh, the Flyers, probably. Right, right. Now um, let's just talk a little bit about some injuries. Patrice Bergeron is still recovering from the surgery that he ended up having. Yeah, he had uh, some back spasms associated with that lately, so he's skating, but not you know contact or anything. Right. So he had some back spasms. He's recovering um, still from the. Um, I think it was just a groin tear that was repaired. So not a good couple of years for him in the respect of injury problems. Ouch. Um, Specifically in training camp and in the season openers. But last I heard he was still expecting to make it for the opener. Yep. That's what he's trying. So I hope so. But you know what? Last year, the team did the best that they could. They started off like they stumbled out of the, the, the gate after the first opening night. And then, you know what? They found their way. So, yep. And they... so like Bergeron, I think what's it, Krug and Achari are not um, playing properly yet either. Yeah, Achari also had surgery for a sports hernia. And Krug, of course, had that awful ankle injury. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he had no surgery for it, which is really interesting. And, uh, you know, it's just going to take um, a little bit more time for him to recover. Now, Brandon Carlo is skating and playing in china so that's good his injuries you know about three weeks uh, older than uh than uh, krug's though too right so that, it might, is. Be, that might be that might be the difference yeah. oh i thought carlo had surgery for some reason too. no no uh yes yes carlo did krug did not yeah so uh just because um you know what? I got to tell you, the, when I had to have surgery on my broken ankle, they told me it was to make sure that I avoided arthritis. So it must be about the way that you break that particular bone. Yeah. Not um, a lot of bones in there, too. Right? Uh, so. Well, yeah, but he, he, bo- he broke specifically the, um, the, what is it? Was it the tibia or the fibula? I always get the two mixed up. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, there's a huge amount of bones that make up your foot and your ankle up. But, you know, the long bones that come down, he broke one of those long bones. The one yeah. on the outside, which I think is the tibia. And then the other one, um, Corrali hasn't, has, didn't play in either of those games. He didn't go to China. I don't know why he didn't dress him today. I don't know why, unless it was just they wanted to take a look at somebody else. You, you could have just played him instead of Daniel Winnick, I guess. But anyway, you well, you know what you have with Corrali, don't you? 
It's true. Yeah. You also you also know this team has no intention of extending a real contract to Daniel Winnick, right? Like Winnick and St- Winnick Stempniak and Thane uh, Raw brought on as warm bodies while half the team was in China. So I don't I don't really understand why Corelli didn't play today. That's all. Anyway. Well, I think you know what? If you wanted to take a look at Winnick, it was a good time to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, uh, I don't know why Corelli wouldn't have played. Maybe he was sick. I don't know. He's not injured. Not that no. we know of. Um, and the the reason why he decided not to go to China, like Heinen Ch- decided not to go to China, is they went during the, there, yeah. Yeah, they went during the summer for the, the press stuff, so they didn't want to go back. They didn't need to. It's fine. I mean, Chara decided not to go to China because it was like, well, it's just too much travel. <laughs> He's like, I have plenty of time to go see China. I, I, want I have to. I, I have pull-ups to do with, with 65 pounds of weight strapped to my body. Thank you. Yeah. Well, he didn't say that. This was before that. But he did basically say, I have plenty of time to go to China whenever ever I want to. Boom. <laughs> I am an exceptionally wealthy man. I will have time. <laughs> this just in, Zdeno Chara has no plans of dying anytime soon. <laughs> Or losing money. Or anything. Other than playing hockey and being awesome. Okay. I feel like we covered so much and nothing all at the same time. Yeah. I think we have checked all the boxes off, though. Yeah, sure. I checked all of the boxes off. You're right. Okay. So, um, do you want me to do the thing, then? I guess so, because I'm not in any mood to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's just be honest. Listeners, this... Listeners, this has been Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found, assuming it's one of those places. Um, if, you, if the system you're using to, to listen to us allows you to rate, please rate us. Give us a bunch of stars. It'll be cool. Um, you can uh, reach out to us on, uh, on, on Twitter at Barely on Topic or on Facebook, and it's uh, at Barely on Topic Podcast. Uh, of course, uh, can also be contacted on uh, at, on Twitter at, at Dr. Hand Grenade. Um, buyer beware. Um, yeah, Tim A. Richardson. Also, buyer beware because of Red Sox and Buccaneer news. And watch out for that Bucks news, guys. Um. <laughs> I've been blonde for far too long. And I, oh yes, I should probably say something else. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am at. VA from RI. Well, I have. I've been blonde for too long. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to bet that he practiced this all summer? I don't know. I didn't. Like, actually, I didn't. Like, I just, you know, remember what I did all last year. Oh, like the same exact you, jokes. Did you hear that? That was a dig at me. It oh. was. Oh, I'm, for fuck's the, sakes. the gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, do you see what I have to put up with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jeff. <laughs> uh, play us off, Tim. <laughs> For one last time, McQuaid and Boards Indeed. Oh, 